You're listening to Vincenzo Landino on the Brand Boost Podcast, powered by Zoom. Oh, I want to welcome to the show, Mr. Ryan Sonnenberg. Ryan and I get to uh, do a lot of work together, seeing as though SAP, where Ryan works, is one of Aftermark's uh, clients, and Ryan is the main contact person. He's also the marketer. I, I, I don't, Ryan, I don't even know exactly what your title is. It's something about a, being a marketer for uh, SAP North America, but I just yeah. know you're the man pretty much in North I, America. I I wear a lot of hats, and uh, and that's that's the fun thing about what I get to do for for such a large organization. It, it makes it fun, Vincenzo. I'm not going to lie. Well, I mean, when you have that the you know the title of just marketer, uh, it kind of it implies that you do a lot of everything. Sometimes I wonder if you even sweep the floors, man. Like seriously, <laughs> uh, it depends on the event, but every now and then, yeah, we can actually do something like that. I mean, you, Vincenzo, you're with me at Sapphire that, that definitely happened a couple times where we had to, you know, sweep up floors and, and empty trash cans. So um, I, I feel yeah, I mean, that one. It's, it's definitely true. You know, uh, being, being in marketing for, for SAP is, is definitely a variable. You know, there's, there's a ton of different stuff that I do in a day. I mean, um, Every marketer out there knows that the number one thing they deal with, they deal with data and they deal with lists and they deal with understanding customers and clients. And, you know, that's that's the back part of what marketers do. And, you know, Vincenzo, you know this more than anyone, too, getting to do this uh, this upcoming Life As series that we're going to be doing together. Um, it's actually launching on July 10th. We're really excited about that one. Um, but I also get to be the on-air personality for some of this stuff, uh, regardless of what my co-host uh, Ursula Ringham says. So, <laughs> well, for those that don't know, well, actually, for those of us that don't know, what is SAP? Sure. So SAP is actually one of the world's largest software companies. So we provide large organizations like on, um, enterprise companies, Fortune 500 companies. And my big focus is small companies. Um, we provide them with the software to help them run simple. So uh, not, to, not to get too salesy here, but our big backbone product is what we call an ERP, which is, uh, as we learned when we were in Montreal, an Excel replacement program, which uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep using that. I think it was perfect. I think it's great. Yeah. And it connects every part of someone's business, you know, it connects your front office. So if you have uh, cashiers, it'll, you know, connect their time management to your financials, to the amount of inventory you're going to need because you have customers coming in to your marketing back engine. So it connects your entire business together in one, uh, one dashboard, you know, that you can bring to, you can bring to the masses. So try and make it where the whole goal of SAP is to make business simple and to make everything as easy as possible so that business owners can focus on what matters. And that's growing their business, making their people better. And ultimately, at the, at the end of the day, that's that's our goal. So I want to let's back up a little bit because you mentioned a few things there that you know the listeners may or may not know. Uh, you mentioned Sapphire. Now, sure. Sapphire now is a SAP event uh, along with the America SAP user group, ASUG. Uh, what exactly is, is Sapphire? What, like, what is what is it? If someone didn't know, if you had to explain it in five seconds, what exactly is it? It is the Disneyland of software conferences. <laughs> I'm glad you best, said it that way. That's that's the best way I can describe it in five seconds. 
<laughs> no, that's that's perfect. Disneyland of software conferences. And so Aftermark, uh, my company was was there uh, at Sapphire. We did a, a live lounge. We created uh, a live video experience. And Ryan, you were one of the hosts. Uh, and, and we'll come back to that in a, in a minute. I also want to talk about, you mentioned Montreal. You know, we were in Montreal. And again, the listeners may or may not know why I was in Montreal. Um, we, after Mark, together with SAP, is creating a series called Life At, which has not launched yet fully. It's, it hasn't, hasn't been pushed out to the world. I think we're going to be live in, what, a week and a yeah. half or yep, so? a week and a half. Uh, tell me... Actually, tell the audience, what was the impetus for Life At? Why did you create it or why did we create it? And then I want to go in and ask you a couple other questions around that. Yeah, so the Life At series was was a brainchild of a bunch of different people. And, and we essentially came together, myself and, and, uh, and Ursula, who's the co-host of the program. When you get to see it, you'll meet Ursula um, for, for all your listeners out there. Now, we we essentially decided that we wanted a way to talk to our market. Um, Ursula and I focus on what we consider general business or small and mid-sized businesses. So from an SAP standpoint, we've always been known as this huge company that only works with huge other huge companies. And that's just simply not true. So we have a little bit of a, of a perception issue, you know, that we're overcoming rapidly here at SAP. And that's that SAP is too big for small companies. So Ursula and I were essentially taking a road trip. Um, we're not driving anywhere. We've driven very little, mainly Uber. Uh, but we've been flying to, you know, these different places. We spent a couple days in Palo Alto in the San Jose area. That was the first, the first videos that are going to be coming out. And then we flew out to Montreal to meet with some customers out there. So that's what we're doing. We're meeting with customers. We're telling their story. There isn't a focus on product for SAP. We're really just bringing in these customers that have really, really cool stories and just wanting to get them out in front of the world. I think that's the, the best thing that we can do as being a software company is, is showcase companies that are, that are doing everything right, you know, that are successful and operational and just so happen to use SAP products in their, in their processes. And, you know, you, you've really spearheaded this, you know, this movement or, or this, the series, you've spearheaded a lot of things um, within SAP. And, and like you said, SAP has a little bit of an identity crisis. I think a lot of enterprises do. It's not just SAP. So I don't want to, I don't want to beat on them here because it's not just SAP. There's plenty of enterprises or just large brands that people really have no idea what they do. They think it's, you know, it's only for the the rich and and famous, so to speak, or that, you know, the big, massive uh, companies to work with. But here you guys are doing so many cool things with, you know, a lot of of businesses all across uh, the spectrum. But what I find really interesting, and this is something that this is really the reason why I wanted you on on the the podcast was to get a, a deeper look into what drives you as a millennial. And we've had on this show in 170 episodes, there's been plenty of millennial conversations. We've had plenty of millennial news that we've talked about, but never really millennials from the perspective of being an enterprise millennial. You know, someone like yourself who's working for a large enterprise and it's it's not that startup culture. It's not that 
you know, jeans and flip flops to work style. Um, it's also not the, uh, you know, I guess as laid back, it's still very much a suit and tie type of environment. Why does someone like yourself, who's got all these great ideas, who's got all these uh, amazing things you want to do, why are you, why do you choose to work in an enterprise environment? Number one, let's start there and then, and then we'll go off of that. You know, it's, it's an interesting question and I, and I get that a lot, you know, all my friends are, you know, at startups in Silicon Valley and, and I'm at this, uh, German software company in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, obviously, you know, Silicon Valley is, is the, uh, is the, the horizon one day, but that's, that's for a, that's for a whole nother podcast. Um, but you know, working for SAP is, it, it has that big company feel but it really is very startup. Um, the group that I work in, so my primary day job, I work with a really cool group of people in what we consider commercial sales, which is the lower general business part of our organization. And, you know, these people, the people that I work with every day that are, you know, walking by the, uh, the conference room I'm sitting in right now, um, they, they really get to actually change something. You know, and with a startup, you know, you're kind of at the direction of one person. You know, you're at the you're at the direction of the founder. You're at the direction of the VC backer. You're at the direction of, you know, people who you might disagree with. So your ideas still might get shut down. You know, and being in a big company like SAP, we understand that we need to innovate. You know, we understand that our customers demand it. That the world is demanding technology innovation, and. For me personally, that's a really cool place to be. You know, what kind of what kind of company, what kind of even startup would go to someone who's relatively new in his career and say, here's a bunch of money, go out and hire a marketing agency and create a bunch of videos. You know, I don't think that that gets to happen very often in, in a startup culture. So SAP is really adopting that fail fast and fail often mentality. Um, making sure that what we're doing is actually making noise in the marketplace. And what we're doing is not only impacting our customers, but actually doing something that's different. So SAP rewards innovation, you know, and that's, that to me is way, you know, way better than working for, for a startup that no one's heard of. You know, I'd, I'd rather be known for a program rather than be known for, for the company. So that I think is the, that's the cool part about it. And so my follow-up for you is what advice would you give to fellow millennials uh, like yourself working in enterprise that would, you know, what, what advice would you give them, um, you know, to keep them activated, so to speak, or to keep them engaged with their company? Uh, because oftentimes... We see that there's, you know, there's millennials working in in enterprises, and this happens across the spectrum too. But I, again, I'm picking on enterprises today. But there's millennials working in enterprises, and they're bored. They are uh, they're sticking to whatever it is they're given, whatever their role is, and they're bored. They don't like their job. They want they would rather go work for themselves. They would rather go work for a startup. But what advice would you give them because you know, in our conversations you and I off offline and in all the travel that we've been doing together, 
the biggest thing that you said to me is you know that you love working where you work and and I'm telling the listeners that because you know I don't want it to sound like uh, it's a promo here, but really, you, you know, you love your work, and there's reasons why you do. So, what advice would you give somebody that wants to get the most out of working for for an enterprise, other than oh, it's a good tick on my resume? Yeah, you know it. So, I'll kind of I'll kind of start with my background. So, before before I came to SAP, I worked for. For a, for a rather large bank that was going through some scandal recently. I'll let your listeners figure that out. Um, <laughs> and, and decided to uh, decided that, you know, that wasn't important to me. You know, um, making a difference in people's lives is important to me. So that's how I found my way into the credit union movement. And then eventually how I found myself into the into SAP. You know, being a part of a big organization isn't a bad thing at all. And I would, I would challenge the, the people out there that are working for large organizations that are, you know, quote unquote bored to say, you know, gain some perspective. Um, before I got to my marketing job, you know, I was in a, what I would consider a relatively boring job and it wasn't fun. It wasn't great. Um, but I focused on the things that I knew that I was passionate about. And I focused on the things that I knew that I loved to do. You know, I knew in my heart that I was a marketer. I knew in my heart that I loved to get people excited about our products and, you know, talk to anyone and everyone about their companies. You know, I'm always trying to listen to the market and see what, see what different people are, are talking about. So it's, it's about getting that perspective. And I have friends, you know, who are, who are in kind of those boring jobs. And that's the exact same thing I always tell them. I say, just make sure that you're looking at it from a, from a holistic view. If there's one part of your job that you know you love, if there's one part of your job that you know you want to, to continue through, through your career, you know, focus on that 150% and eventually you'll get to that point. My, um, my previous job was actually, it was designed as kind of the farm team to go into sales. And I've never had an interest or a passion in sales. So I made it very clear to, to my managers, to my friends, to anyone that I would meet that I wanted to get into marketing one day. And ironically, it took about, it took about 10 months to get to that point, you know, working for SAP when I was actually able to say like, yeah, I'm a marketer and this is the cool stuff I get to do. But I did that all through the way that I knew how, and that was through social media and that's how I met Ursula and that's how I met, you know, my current bosses and current stakeholders was all through was all through social media, which is a part of my day job. But then I knew that that would eventually carry over to to the progression of my career. So for for the listeners out there that are going through this, you know, keep your head up and just pound away at what it is that you want to do and keep moving forward. That's the best advice I can give people. What about what about those that are like, okay, that that's great, but I, I don't really know how to approach my boss or approach my manager to do the fun things I want to do um, or prove to them that what I want to do can actually work and benefit the company. And, and you've done a really good job at that. And I think Life At, the, you know, the series we're working on together is, is perfect uh, proof of that. It's something that in... You know, all your time there, or maybe in all the years that SAP's been around, no one's, no one's ever. And I'm, I'm venturing to say this, but I don't think there's 
been anyone that's ever done something like that, right? I mean, it's at least it's constantly being told to me that we've never done anything like this. We've never done anything like this. So how would you how would you guide and direct someone to muster up the courage or uh, prepare themselves for that conversation with their their boss to do something like this? Yeah, you know, it's that's that's a really interesting question. I'm trying to think back to to the all the conversations that I had about this series, and and uh, even still to this day, you know, we're trying to sell this series to to different departments and different teams to get them to get them invested in it as well. And when I when I remember back to when I first started this project, you know, I you you have to take a chance on yourself. You know, I think that's that's the biggest thing. And and I said, you know what? I'm going to put my name out there. I'm going to put my all into this program. And if my bosses tell me that it's not going to happen, then I'm just going to have to go back to the drawing board and find something that'll fit. I think I'm, I'm very fortunate in that I have, you know, very supportive management. Um, we're in a very, a very supportive environment just in North America marketing itself. So it's really exciting, you know, to, to see all these different teams that come up with new and innovative projects I would say for for anyone, and I, I tell this to to our team that we have uh, here in Tempe that I sit next to. You know, if you want to do something innovative, tell somebody. You know, it's not going to go anywhere if you just tell your coworker. You know, if there's something that you find, if there's a new, um, if there's a new social sharing tool, if there's a new way to get in front of prospects, if there's a new way to do anything, you know, just share it. You know, have the conversation and just talk. You know. One of the biggest things I think that we that we do just as, as society is we often tell ourselves no before we've even gotten the no. And that's especially true in enterprises. It's, well, no one's going to like my idea. No one's going to listen to my idea. Well, give it a chance. You know, you, you have to give it a chance and you have to try it. And honestly, if anything, if you get the no, people are still going to look at you and be like, wow, he actually has innovative, well, he or she, whoever, um, has innovative ideas and is really thinking about how to make their position better for the greater good of the company, which is going to return tenfold to you every time. Yeah, and I, you know that's. I think that's such great advice. You know, just just take a chance, just step out of the box, and it's funny because those things are all. Very similar to what would happen if they were working at a startup or if they were working at some small, you know, business. They'd have to take a chance. They would have to. You, it's just, it's, you'd have instead of talking to your boss, maybe you're talking to a potential investor. So, um, you're still. It sounds very much like you're you're working, and I, you know, SAP is not a startup, but you're working in that startup type environment, or at least in your head, Ryan, you've got the mentality of. Okay, I'm going to treat this like a startup. I'm not going to stifle my own ideas before they even get out there. And if somebody says no, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to ask, I'm going to keep asking or I'm going to keep trying to prove it that it can work until it until maybe it absolutely doesn't work or until you can't prove it anymore. And and that's where so many people fail is that they hear no, they stop and that's it. And or there's some that are just so afraid of that initial failure of a project that they don't even they don't even bother asking. And what I love most about, you know, your attitude at SAP is that you are not only asking, 
but you're not afraid to fail. And if it, you know, if it doesn't work, it, it doesn't work. It, it's okay because now there's proof that it doesn't work. But you don't know until you at least try it. And for those that are, you know, millennial or uh, enterprise millennials like yourself, that's a mindset shift. I mean, that's something that I, I think you are the perfect person to to help those out there um, in, in changing that mindset. Yeah, and it's you know, there's there's actually a uh, there's actually a really good TED talk um, by William Rye, uh, William U R Y is his last name, and it's all about the walk from no to a yes, and that was one of the that was one of the cool things that I you know took from from my days at a credit union was you know i i had one of those bosses who was constantly no 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 and i learned okay so i can't go to her for these things but who can i go to who in my organization you know not to not to bypass her but who could i talk to and who could i start a project with you know that would have someone else that would buy in that would have you know that additional stake and i think that's and i think that's one of the things that we as millennials forget about a lot of the time, you know, there are other people that want our ideas. You know, we're so stuck in the stigma of, oh, well, millennials don't want to work and millennials don't want to, you know, they, they just want to, you know, spend time at coffee shops and do all that stuff. Yeah. You know, you're right. I absolutely love a good coffee, good cup of coffee, but, um, Ultimately, at the end of the day, millennials, we're about networking. You know, we're about reaching out to friends, contacts, coworkers, colleagues from other organizations and figuring out how to get something accomplished that's out of the normal mainstream. And if you can do that at your organization, I mean, that, in my opinion, that's, you know, that's the elevator to the CEO's office right there. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I'm going to link everyone to that uh, TED Talk. It is a great. It is a great TED Talk. Um, the walk from no to yes um, is the one that Ryan was talking about. I will, I'll be sure to to get that linked up. But Ryan, I want to wrap up a little bit. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to go on too long here. I think that the next step for any listener that's interested, if they are in an enterprise and they are a millennial, or maybe they're not a millennial, maybe they have that mindset. Um, where can they find you? Because it's really, really important that they have somebody to look. Uh, look up to and follow. Sure. So my my main way that I keep in contact with my peeps <laughs> that's what that's what we'll go with uh, is um, actually on my peeps is actually on Twitter. So it's at Ryan T Sonnenberg. So Ryan, then my last name is S O N N E N B E R G. And uh, Vincenzo, actually, you've uh, you kind of inspired me, and so I'm actually starting a website which is enterprisemillennial.com. So. Go check it out, and uh, and I'll be updating content and and getting everything up there real shortly for you guys. Ryan T. Sonnenberg at Ryan T. Sonnenberg on Twitter. Um, follow him. This this guy is doing some really cool stuff in a company in a brand that many wouldn't even have the guts to try to uh, try to do. And so kudos to you, Ryan. And obviously, we at Aftermark appreciate everything you've done because we've been uh, working with you on a lot of these projects. So it's been a fun ride. And you know, you've, you've inspired me, but I know that you'll inspire a lot of others um, that are in the same position and that just, you know, just don't know where to go, just don't know what to do, just aren't sure how to ask those questions. 
And so I hope that uh, you guys get a chance to reach out to Ryan, follow Ryan on his journey. And remember, when you see all the, the, the fun, great stuff that Ryan's doing, he's doing it within a company that traditionally you wouldn't think is would allow people to do that. Or uh, traditionally, you wouldn't think that it's a company that does things like that. So it's a little bit of taking the stigma away from both SAP and people that work in these enterprise brands. And, and, and Ryan, again, I appreciate you taking uh, some time out of your day to talk about it. And I obviously wish you nothing but success. I know we'll talk plenty over uh, the next six months plus. Uh, we've got lots of projects coming up. Uh, tell them where they can find uh, our first project uh, that will actually be going live, which is the Life App Project. Tell them where they can find it, when it should be coming out, and uh, what to expect. Absolutely. So uh, so for all the listeners, if you're not following um, SAP for Small Business on Facebook, that would be the best place to go to watch the launch of this. Or if you just want to get directly there, it's just sap.com backslash life at Fill out a quick little form and we'll we'll shoot you over to all the videos. It's that easy. Awesome. So sap.com uh, life slash uh, life at is where we can find it. Uh, you guys can also check out the um, all of the videos. They'll be on the I believe we're going to put them on the Facebook page too at some point, or at least we're going to put some teasers out there. So make sure you're following SAP for Small Business everywhere. Uh, Ryan, again, one more time, thank you so much and. Uh, We will talk to you soon, bud. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. This has been an Aftermark production. Head on over to brandboostcast.com where you can get a full archive of every episode. And be sure to join us every week by subscribing and have the latest episode right on your mobile device.